0: You're not going to ASMR soon? No. Wow. Alright, number four coming in. Um, we have been uh, watching a few things lately. And there's a few things out there that are, you know... I would say there's like one to two S-tier. And then there's just Shit.
1: Yeah, I was about to say I was like I wouldn't even rate it in tears, dude.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's,
1: it's either good or it's just bad. It's just really, really not worth your time. Bad.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, you gotta go with the 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 top.
1: What well, wait? Well, wait. So we're talking First. today. Today we're gonna or in this episode we're gonna talk about hunting and like foraging shows. Um, as well as, like, this also includes, like, I guess, like, chefs that do these yeah, kinds I'd of be shows. cooking and
0: stuff, too. That's relevant, like, to the whole thing, too.
1: Yeah. So, um, we're going to talk about the show. Genre? Genre? Genre. genre. <laughs> the show genre. and Bitch. The <laughs> and um, then we're going to talk about the show's... And, uh, like, talk a little bit more about why we have a certain opinion after that. So, I looked on the website, wideopenspaces.com, for the top five hunting shows, okay? Um, I guess they're all very similar to Steven Ranella's Meat Eater, which is, like, a very popular hunting show that, like, shows... It does show a little bit of cooking, right? In like
0: Every episode has cooking. Well... Except, like, one or two, and there's specific ones that are specifically cooking.
1: But I'm saying, like, they do show how they make it, but they don't show, like, a variety of things to make with it.
0: Like, they make Meaning, one thing each episode. Well, yeah, no, that's that's the point. It's, like, one thing. They have cookbooks and things and episodes and shows and things like that, but not as far as, like...
1: It's not... The chef is not the point of it. it it's kind of, like... St-
0: like a start the race and finish it too kind of mm-hmm. thing or have the cake and eat it too kind of thing you know because they mm-hmm. get it and instead of just being like you know oh we got this thing they're like you know we got this thing and now we're gonna eat it too and this is how we eat it for this one meal because i mean you're not just gonna be able to show every meal of yeah the thing you got because i mean there's a bunch of stuff in there so now, yeah i mean they, they they give you at least one
1: okay. um so these kinds of shows are brained. so what would you say Out of all of the hunting shows, because, I mean, that's more your region, Um, which one would be the one that you would call number five?
0: I really liked um, Ted Nugent's. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) Ted Nugent's is a little weird, because it's basically just him hunting his own private ranch. And he's just like, out there in like July shooting, like axis and blacktail, and he's just like backstrap, 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 whack and stack, whack and stack, back and strap, back and strap, whack and stack, and it's just like, that one's a little weird, but it's like,
1: it sounds very weird.
0: But he 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 does some 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 rarely cooking stuff. Um, he's mostly like a like a meat and potatoes fried backstrap kind of guy.
1: Why would you rank it as number five? Just because it's a, the weirdness factor of it? No,
0: it's just, it's who it is. Okay. Ted Nugent's been a lot in a big way into that community. Uh-huh. So it's not a, more of like a what it is, it's more of like who it is in the whole show. Gotcha. Like what it is to what he's done and things like that. But, um.
1: That's interesting. So the website lists. Winchester's and jerry's natural born. Mm-hmm. As number five.
0: Okay, I've seen that one. It's it's a good one, but it's just like
1: Okay. What would you say is number four to you? And I can give you a little hint. Number four here is I am assuming a couple.
0: Oh, um number four of Hunting Show? Yeah, they're
1: a couple or married couple.
0: I have to go, this is a little unconventional, I'm gonna have to go swamp people. Really? Yeah, because it's a whole different side, and granted, you know, there's some episodes where it's a little like, you know, oh, 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 oh shoot of this, you know, shoot, you know, they're trying to, you know, exaggerate it a little bit, but, I mean, if you've ever dealt with a gator, or been around them, they're not easy creatures to deal with, and as many as they get, that's a pretty cool one to watch and, like, kind of see how they work and interact, and it, there's there's some fluff, but, you know, it's TV, so there's always a little fluff. Yeah, that'll probably be my number four. What do they have number four as?
1: They have um, Archer's Choice with Rolf and Wicky. Mm-hmm. I know him, I don't know her. She kind of looks like a very... Weird parallel universe version of Terry Irving.
0: Yeah, I know who you're talking about. They're okay. Um, Ooh,
1: what is number three for you? And this, I don't know if you will agree with this, because I know that you watch this.
0: Um. See, number three is kind of split between two. Mm-hmm. But. I'll go, well, I'll go, number three will be uh, Jeremy Shockey's, mm-hmm. and it would have been lower, mm-hmm. but I Cause I just, sometimes Jeremy Shockey's is just not, it's just like very slow and monotonous, and it show takes a long time, and sometimes it's like, just fucking shoot the goddamn animal.
1: Why did he sound like Kermit?
0: I don't know, but that's just what that reminds me of. Um, Yeah, no, his is a good one
1: what would have been the other choice
0: oh that's gonna be my number two
1: okay so they have the um, bone collector here number yeah. three michael, michael waddell. waddell yeah or waddell
0: michael waddell waddle
1: it's W-A-D-D-E-L-L.
0: w-a-d-d-e-l-l waddell
1: where is the i
0: it's just how you pronounce no! it no yeah they're they're good um i don't know that one's always been like a very i don't
1: like his co-host that, what is his name? Nick guy? Nick... T-Bone? No, 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 that's Travis. No, 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 the other one. I don't know. Uh, oh, Nick Mund? Yeah. I don't like him.
0: Mm. Yeah, no, that's a good one.
1: No, T-Bone is... He's, I think he's pretty damn good what he's doing. Oh! I have a plot twist here. What is your number two?
0: Number two is gonna be... Uh, RMEF Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation I feel like that one's a like right before elk season I feel like that was all I was watching was just RMEF Um, but I don't think they make new ones anymore I don't know I don't think they do I mean I know that RMEF is still a thing but I don't know as far as um, the show if they still do it I'm sure they still film episodes but it just doesn't come out like where it normally would
1: yeah.
0: What do, they well, have do you want to know? What's number two? Meat Eater. Really?
1: Yep. That's what I said. I have a blonde twist here. What is your number one? Your number one I mean, yeah, number, number eater, one
0: right? would be yeah, Meat Eater because it's just, like, you know, all around.
1: They have Jim Shockey's Outdoor Adventures. Yeah,
0: that's what I said is number three.
1: Yeah. See, Jim he looks. Dude, he looks literally like every other fucking guy in a cartoon that plays, like, a neighbor role. Yeah. Oh, it's also... Okay, they give him credit because he has written three books and published over a thousand articles.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, and he was kind of like... And he
1: has 15 Golden Moose Awards. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. It's but, like... Oh,
0: it's like TV for that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I um, no, I mean, that's kind of like Jordan to Kobe kind of thing. Meat mm. Eater to Jim Shockey's, like, thing, but... I mean, that's the thing, though, is Jim Shockey's also been around a lot longer. Like, I was watching that as a kid growing up. Yeah. And there's episodes that, I mean, they've just been all over the damn place. I mean, sure, so is Meat Eater, but I bet if you put apples to apples, I bet Jim Shockey's probably been triple the amount of places.
1: Probably, be just because he's older.
0: Yeah. That show's been going for forever, too.
1: Would you seem that... The way they did it was fair.
0: No, I mean, that's just kind of like, you know, someone paying homage to who it is. Honestly, if you walked up to a hundred people and said, "Name one hunting show that you know," I guarantee it. If you showed them that five, the only two that they're probably gonna recognize is Bone Collector and And Meat Eater. Yeah. So. I mean, take that from what you must.
1: Well, I mean, it's also, I think meat eaters just, like, it had its own wave of, like, getting more attention back to that kind of sport.
0: I mean, yeah, that's kind of their goal.
1: Well, yeah, but I'm saying, like, that's why more people know it now because like you said you watched him as a child if you haven't hopped on on that train back then then you know that train kind of went off without you but meat eater just because the way he has utilized media as well as i mean he has a netflix deal you know what i'm saying yeah so i think because of that
0: well you can't also count out the rogan factor
1: that made such a big difference
0: really I think it made him. a huge really? difference yeah oh yeah something? I think that opens so many doors cause he not only went on Rogan but went on Rogan and then took Rogan
1: mm, yeah, true. and
0: did the first thing with him and did all that and then got it on multiple times and still like for season 12 they're having him on again
1: in yeah. Texas
0: doing stuff so it's like
1: yeah.
0: I mean it's just you know if the horse is winning your races, then why stop riding? The big riding nipple
1: king, it? I mean, you know, the big nipple king is the big nipple king. All hail the big nipple king. Clearly, th- th- I mean, that's, that's literally evolution, is it not? You go to the thing with the biggest nipple, and it's gonna take care of you. I guess. You know, credit what credit is due. But you would say that, that these are like. Do you have any other hunting shows that you would like to honorably mention?
0: um i wouldn't say it's like a show it's more like a dude um, well
1: podcast counts too
0: remy warren's anything that he does is like it's always i mean i i've, I've listened to like every word that man tries to say mm-hmm. um him and then also it used to be a thing i don't know if it's still as much well no i guess it is um clay newcomb but his bear hunting magazine I, I don't know bear horizon i guess is what no that's yeah bear horizon what his thing's called that was a lot mm-hmm. for my um bear hunting thing and then growing up my favorite hunting show was uh, the bucks of tekamani mm-hmm. which was with like jeff foxworthy bill Ingvall. um it had a few texas football players on there like mm-hmm. former texas football players on there but that was a cool one. They were in South Texas hunting just abnormally large deer.
1: Were there, like, range or were there, like, actual, like...
0: I'm pretty sure it was low fence. Yeah, no, they were low fence, but um, the place that they were hunting is so fucking monstrously big Yeah. that it's really not, like, a big deal. Mm-hmm. That like It's, like, 100,000 plus acres probably
1: gotcha.
0: with, like, pieces of high fence and stuff like that. So,
1: yeah.
0: They're not too too worried about it, but yeah. So that's the hunting shows now.
1: Foraging and cooking shows.
0: Switch over a little more to your oh, tempo.
1: I have a lot of opinion here. Yeah. Because how broad are we talking?
0: I mean, wild game cooking and foraging in general.
1: But, uh, whenever we're talking foraging, are we talking about people actually like... Forging for their life, or like?
0: All the above. I mean, forging for their, like, existence to forging for, you know, casual meal on a Thursday.
1: So, um, I have, I have a top five Okay. for that. I think my, my fifth one would be the fearless chef.
0: Okay.
1: It's a good show I just sometimes I just not agreeing with the recipe like how things are put together yeah and then I would put oh don't let me lie I should have pulled that up earlier so there's this this tiktoker that I saw who's from Oregon who forages and he does predominantly mushrooms but like he also does uh, what's it called like you know wild carrots what not all like he's really really cool but he essentially like he has a a twitter a instagram and then a tiktok and i really really like him because he forages and he like he's the one that had this huge cauliflower mushroom like, it was huge
0: yeah
1: and then um i also like yeah, so uh there is another TikToker that I really, really like. Her at is Alexis Nicole. And she is like she showed introduced me to like Chicken of the Woods. She introduced me I found her on TikTok because she did a seaweed week. Where she shows, she's awesome. I love her so much, and she's like, she also shows like how you can like make berries, like what she does with them. Sometimes she like shows how long you can preserve them and like when it's good to do when in the year. It's really really cool, and I really like her. So I would give her the the third place. For me, second one is Life Below Zero.
0: Really? Yes. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's a that's a pretty decent one because I mean, considering that they. See the only thing about that is though is they're they're year round like they're there to survive and but find... not all of them. Yeah, I mean I guess.
1: That's why I was like, when we're talking about that, like, cause then you could also be like, well, okay, you compare Sue to like that one guy that like forces his wife and daughter to live out there with him in the fucking summer months. Yeah. I don't know if he really forces them, but like that's that's the vibe I get from that. And who then just stays all like fall alone there and then goes home with them like really weird but it works for them right and then you could also talk about the family where he's a white guy and the rest is uh native alaskan
0: yeah
1: like i mean they they do that yeah they do that daily but like that's just part of their culture i mean yeah so it's kind of like you know what are we but for me my ultimately favorite show and i know i'm gonna get backlash for this and i don't care But my absolute favorite show for foraging and preparation of cooking is Gordon Mm Unchanted. Gordon Ramsay Unchanted. Just because I like that you see he goes somewhere, he exposes himself to the culture. Oftentimes sees and helps like actually harvest whatever is being made or like butcher it etc. And he also gets so close with the actual culture behind it you know he's not just like oh today we're in this country and i open a book and this is how i make it no he actually goes and he like talks to the native people that prepare it traditionally there or like to the n- not necessarily native people but like people that live there and then i also liked how she like that one girl in peru calls him out <laughs> on not accepting her to the restaurant and they kept it in they could have cut that out yeah but, you know, I thought that was so cool. And, like, you just... I also like how, like, he learns with you in that moment, you know, why certain things are certain ways prepared. Why are they used like this? Why are these spices added? How does this affect... It? So I really liked the show and I really enjoyed that. And, I mean, Gordon Ramsay is one of my favorite chefs ever.
0: I mean, yeah, he's kind of a lot of people's, but at the same time, like, there's he's a reason for it. He's so boy. fucking good. Yeah.
1: And he's so honest, you know? And also... I just, I mean, we watched Next Level Chef.
0: I mean, yeah, that's...
1: I I would still argue that he's the best chef out of all three coaches.
0: I mean, yeah, that's kind of like, you know, if you put those three in front of other people, it would be like, who?
1: I don't know, I was just, you know. But, okay, I do want to talk about Tasting Wild. I do, I do want to talk about this with you.
0: Yeah. Tasting uh, Wild
1: is a new Netflix show. Uh, no, Hulu show. I thought it was initially from Netflix because of the National Geographic. But I guess
0: that's just whatever. National Geographic is Disney. Yeah. That's also Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Because the Kardashians are also not Disney. Did you know that?
0: Uh, It's not shocking.
1: I was like, shit, dude. But yeah, I mean, I do want to talk about it. So, But when I talk about it, I'm not going to say the chef's name. Because I think that that would be like, I'm not.
0: Well, I mean, I'm that's not dragging the, thing about, the
1: chef based on the the
0: cooking part of the show is not a bad part of it. It's you know you can't it's just you can't I it. can't taste the meal on the screen. Yeah, it's a cooking show, so when you have a a cooking show that's on like something like that, then
1: especially when you call it tasting wild and it says in the description foraging.
0: Yeah, uh, you kind of have to go and do that yeah it was just a big fucking monster commercial
1: (laughs) i just you know that's why i'm like i'm not trying to drag the chef because i bet she's highly qualified you know she knows what she's doing in the kitchen in her profession whatever right however it's like you said if you have a show that is called tasting wild and you have foraging in the description and then you go out i mean we watched the first two episodes a little bit of the third one too yeah So, in the first episode, she is out in Washington State um, and essentially is joined by a National Geographic photographer who also happens to make... What is it called? Kayaks. But like the traditional way of it. I don't know. It's like a very specific traditional way of making kayaks and the native people from this region now it's basically russia if i did not misunderstand them but essentially like they went out on one of these lakes and she was like well i've never caught a fish let's try to catch a fish and i didn't even see them have a fishing rod did you or they a did. net or no. anything
0: <clears throat> they did for a second i saw him do it and i saw i think i saw one cast that she made okay and it was like clearly like okay you know they told her right before they were like look do you like this go like this look right here go right here and Mm. fling and it probably went like (laughs) like 10 feet in front of her but you know it made for a good shot Mm -hmm. so it's very staged yeah so
1: and then you know they're out there right and he is showing her the area and then she suggests going to a spot that's her favorite spot yeah. It made no sense.
0: No, there was a lot of, uh...
1: Nonsense.
0: No, it's a lot of, it sounds like, um, producers and this and that. Oh, I think we should go over, oh, we should do that. No, you should do that. Okay, take, uh, if you take 37 to, you know, go this way. Go here, 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 here. Yeah. That it takes away. It's hard to, f- it's hard to mimic, like, natural reaction to nature. Yeah. Once it happens once, once you cut the mushroom off the stem that's it you have the one shot if you didn't get it on the one shot then it's like tough because yeah. you can't put it back on there
1: yeah
0: and if you try to fake it you will know you will see it and you yeah. did shows so that's something that is just kind of like well you have to really film the moment and i think that that's what's hard about making those shows that i feel like it's just like you know you may film for 12 hours in a day and you may only get three moments and those three moments may yeah those three moments may only be five minutes so you have to cut 11 hours and 55 minutes out for five minutes of you know film that you can actually take so that's a tough part of the shows that i feel like that you know especially a show like that that's like this you know big name chef big name this da 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 it's like well they're trying to like bang 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 slap it together make a big show make a big deal make it you know top 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 quick 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 and that's just not how nature works. So. Yeah,
1: no, I 100% agree. And also, um, I mean, going back to my issue with the whole foraging partners, they then went up to the spot, right? And then picnicked and she cooked and she prepared a fish that she didn't catch there that she brought. And then she used like different kind of like, you know, quote unquote, natural spices. Like, pine needles and whatnot, all. but she brought all of that. They did not show any of that foraging. While they were out with the kayak, they stopped at a little tundra area, and then she saw wild uh, blueberries.
0: No, it wasn't even blueberries. It was a fucking, um, uh, what is it called? Oh, my gosh. It's, uh, juniper it grows everywhere it's yeah. not g- uncommon they literally could have gone to the side of the road or they just found a spot with like oh that's pretty in the mountain in the background yeah. it's 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 basically grass but up she there. didn't
1: even use that for her cooking that was the only thing she fucking quote-unquote forged and she didn't even use it yeah and then that's just the thing you know like yeah, you can use pine needles and all that. And I bet that's really good and whatnot all for your for your salt crust because she was baking out the fish and salt. But man, at least at least just walk the fucking ten feet to the fucking pine tree next to you and pick those. Don't yeah. don't bring it in a fucking tupperware or whatnot. You know, that's just I did not like that, but what made me furious was when I saw how she held her knife. I was furious my god she holds her knife how don't I, she holds it on the blade
0: yeah I, I with don't her know.
1: fucking fingers every chef, like literally you go you watch worst Cooks of America first thing chef An says is like if I see you have your finger on the blade I'll come and draw on you with her fucking sharpie and then I see that, and she holds it so tight. I'm just like, "Oh my god, what are you doing?" <sighs> but how did you like how she cooked, though? Like, was that at least something positive? I
0: mean, it was aesthetically pleasing, but I don't feel like that's that's hard. I can make something that tastes like garbage, but it looks good.
1: Yeah, so, he did not like what she made. That was
0: the funny part, though. He was he was not like you know like it was definitely like a. Mm, wow this good. is really good yeah you you definitely tell it was forced
1: I mean I don't know it's just it was so staged it was so bad and then yeah it was presented by Mazda and then you had the shots of the Mazda and it was just like it was a big commercial
0: there was more shots of Mazda and Mazda driving and this and that and this car and my new Mazda it fits
1: both of the kayaks
0: then As than there was of foraging or like anything else tasting the wild or even trying to like you know it's one thing to show the wild and going out and doing that and then failing and be like you know we oh we tried fishing okay you showed one cast if that's fishing then like there's a lot of people out there that are like yeah professional fishers because it takes a lot more than one cast
1: Well, plus, I mean, you have a National Geographic photographer with you. They know that. They do time-lapse shots. You know?
0: I mean, yeah, but still, it's like... That's a photographer. He's just capturing a moment. He's not... He just has to be at the right place at the right time. Yeah, but that's what I'm
1: saying. They know exactly that that might not happen, and that's why they do, like, these lapse pictures where they just leave the camera somewhere for 12 hours to just take every goddamn picture possible so they can select whatever they need.
0: Yeah. And plus, those guys also go on site for, like, what? Like, weeks at a time? Yeah. Yeah, so it's like... I don't know.
1: But, yeah, he... seems very
0: slapped together.
1: He really was like, yeah, this is great Uh aha
0: salt crusted fish i i don't think that 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 doesn't sound good especially with trout trout is such a delicate fish as it is delicate delicate fish yeah that you salt crust it like that it's gonna taste like you're biting into a fucking salt brick like that doesn't sound pleasurable i don't know i just it didn't it doesn't Tickle my fancy.
1: Well, apparently, that is a traditional recipe as I see right now. Um, and it's not bad, apparently. I see. No thanks. I'm gonna show you how it was supposed to look like. And then, I mean, you remember how she cooked it, right? It was pretty still white outside and whatnot, all right? So, this it's how it's supposed to look like okay because essentially you bake it out that's why you also don't really get this like super salty taste you get like a little bit but that comes with the fish anyways but it's normally it's really really good but hers just I don't know man and then her side dish salad leaf I don't know like don't make salad when you're out there like you can literally grab Whatever the fuck grows next to you and put that in. You don't even have to fucking eat it if you just want to do this for, like, pictures. But don't bring store-bought fucking salad, man. Yeah, you could definitely tell
0: it was like, oh, this is inspired by the forest floor, and it's like... That's not
1: tasting the wild, then. That's tasting your grocery store outside. Yeah, literally. Is that not called picnicking?
0: I mean, yeah, pretty much.
1: (sighs) It's just... And I mean, the second episode was also not really great, and that was in Oregon. We love the yeah. I don't know, I was, I was really really disappointed because I was really excited to see her as a chef because I know which like cuisine she specializes just because of like her living in L.A. Mm. or in California but then that I was so disappointed so so disappointed I do have now the Sorcerer on my list to watch on Hulu I don't know. It looks good so far, but, you know, hers look good from the fucking pictures, too, so. I'm gonna get hurt again.
0: (laughs) It's, like I said, it just, it's something that takes a lot of time to do, and if they're not willing to do it, it's not gonna be good. Yeah.
1: But, yeah, I mean, that's just our twospin. Yeah. Plus, like, I mean, we didn't, like, try to tear anybody, right? Like, obviously... You know, they could listen to this. And they're like, well, they don't know what they're fucking talking about. That would Except be. for Gordon. Gordon would never. He wouldn't hurt me like that. He would they No, he would straight up just fucking be like... He wouldn't be like, oh, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. He would be like, you fucking dumb bitch.
0: Everybody's entitled to their opinion. I'm sure he understands that too.
1: So, best shows, foraging and hunting... Presented by our podcast, Nature Expert, are for hunting, the mediator, foraging, it's Gordon Ramsay, enchanted. Do you have any additional comments to this? Do you agree with this selection? Yeah, no, I, I think that's
0: it's pretty it. Uh, but I mean, there's a lot of fakes. Yeah. That it's like nature's just not something you can fake it till you make it kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. So it's just you gotta get out there and actually do it but you know that's all I got
1: I mean you know sometimes you have a pug in the background that doesn't <laughs> stop snoring it's just how it is sometimes <laughs> not every time it's a quiet place oh my gosh
0: yeah, there's no quiet space with when you have pugs
1: see but you can't lose them in the house at least so that's nice yeah but yeah that's it from us This episode.
0: Keep watching and
1: keep streaming. Did you know that we had people from Spain listening to us? Do you know anybody in Spain? Uh, No. I don't know anybody in Spain either.
0: Shout out to España.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. ¡Viva España. Yeah, no. I mean, that's dope. Like, whoever shared this with whoever or however you found this, really happy you're here and keep sharing. Keep, uh, listening we're trying to make a schedule like we're really trying to get on schedule now with the seasons closing um but bear with us bear with us um a bear bear doesn't drive um Uh, not the one that i heard (laughs) that one barked bro but no i mean that's it all right the Nature Expert podcast and your hosts Ethan and Val would like to honorably mention Steve Irvin, the crocodile hunter, as well as his family, the Irvins. The Irvins have not only inspired your podcast hosts to go out and experience nature for themselves. There's many more people that will tell you this. However, they have also inspired generations and generations to follow to educate themselves better on wildlife and nature and the importance of nature and wildlife preservation. And we would like to express our extreme gratitude for everything they have done, they were able to show and they were able to educate us on. Additionally, we would like to state that Steve Irvin has and will always be the nature expert. If you would like to learn more about the Irvin family as well as what it means to be a wildlife warrior, please go to australiazoo.com.au. Your host Val had to record this a few times as she got really emotional talking about Steve Irvin. So please go and check out the Irvin's current projects as well as see how you can help preserve wildlife.